It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. I'm Ron Johnson, and this is Locked On Sports Minnesota. On today's show, excited to release part two of the Eric Decker interview. We we had a lot of success with the yesterday Eric Decker uh, tons of stories people love hearing uh, from Gophers legends. So make sure you stick around for part two. But today, we also have to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. It's a game coming Sunday, people. It's a game coming Sunday. The Buccaneers and the Vikings are two teams with two receivers who both want money. One's probably going to play. One may not. But we're going to make some predictions about this upcoming game. And we'll do that next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everybody, I'm Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Today's episode, I want everybody to know, is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit fanduel.com backslash Locked On, or you can download the app as well on any platform that you use. That's the FanDuel app. You can get all the parlays. You can see all the prop bets. You can see the lines. But just make sure you visit fanduel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. Well, as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, uh, there's a lot going on with this with the NFL season. Uh, you you got players being locked out of facilities. Uh, you got other players, and that's the Oakland Raiders, uh, or sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got people not being able to get into the facility, uh, calling babies mothers. Uh, you got coaches saying, stop kissing babies. You're not running for office with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I mean, this is one of the, you got Eli Apple's baby's mother saying, you can hurt my, my baby daddy and I will pay your fine. Like, this is one of the craziest starts to an NFL season. And that's what makes it so fun to be a Vikings supporter, uh, a Vikings host, um, because it's not crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not we're not dealing with crazy stories this offseason. I know we have, we've had some in the past. We've had some crazy storylines. Uh, but this is one season that we're entering the week, and the week's not over yet. So it's it's early. It's Wednesday. This is the first true day of practice because you got the Wednesday, Thursday practice. It's hard. You got the Friday kind of like, all right, let's 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 tone it down a bit. Then you got the Saturday walkthrough slash run through, and then you got the Sunday game. So it's the the week is early, but but the Vikings are not caught up in craziness, Sam. And I think that's the coolest thing about this season. The only news was T.J. Hawkinson got his money. There's no more back back and ear infections. Uh, Justin Jefferson is possibly looking for one of the biggest contracts in NFL history for a receiver. And then you also had the Kirk Cousins, you know, looking for a contract, but the Vikings kind of held off on it. Maybe they knew they had to get Hawkinson signed, Justin Jefferson signed, and then maybe they'll find a one-year, two-year deal to extend Kirk one year. I think this becomes one of those deals. I think it becomes like a one-year, let's extend you one more year. Let's extend you one more year. Because when you look at what's in the cupboard or what's in the refrigerator, as we like to do, mm-hmm. not a lot left in the refrigerator that they could that could fall to the Minnesota Vikings where they feel like they can just cut ties with Kirk Cousins if their job were on the line. But this is not 
the show to break. This is not Ricky Lake or Oprah. We're not going to break down all the drama of the league, Sam. We're going to talk cold, hard facts. You can use these for your parlays on FanDuel, people, whatever you want to do. And Sam, it's funny. When I saw these questions, I'm like, this fits exactly into what I was researching. Because uh, on, on the Vikings.com, uh, we do a thing called Winning Formula. And we recorded it yesterday. It should be out today or tomorrow. Uh, but one, there was just two questions, two or three questions. And one of them talked about, like, who is my lottery pick? Who would I scratch off? And it was K.J. Osborne. Uh, the reason I say K.J. Osborne is because I look back to 2020, 2021, 2022 there's a trend not a mirage i think there's a trend with the minnesota vikings since 2020 in the first game of the year every single year sam do you know what that trend is first game every single year okay since 2020 so 2020 2020. they played the packers at home got smoked 2021 they went on the road to cincinnati lost in overtime (laughs) 2022 crushed the packers Crushed the Packers at home. So, okay, so week one, those three years. The um, trend is is, is regarding Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, okay. Yeah, he wasn't great in that Packers game. He was pretty good the last two years. Is it that he – did he throw a pick in each of those games? No. You'll have to help me. Help me out. He targets one guy for some reason more than everybody Mm -hmm. else. So I don't know if it's – training camp fresh out and it's like hey this is the guy that i'm comfortable with this guy got an early start so the last three seasons sam and that's why i say kj osborne's a lottery pick because i mean you could easily say justin jefferson but i don't feel like that's hitting the lottery i feel like that's like all right i i I had i had 10 numbers i had to pick and if i pick one i win some money and it's 50 bucks it's justin jefferson because you can one out of 10 chances that's an easy way to or one out of three here pick one two or three and you win that's justin jefferson KJ Osborne is more of a long shot, but this is why. One, one, Adam Thielen is, is leaving. He had 107 targets last year, 70 catches, six TDs. So when you think about that, those targets have to go to somebody. Mm-hmm. 107 targets are out there floating in the ether now for somebody. Now, KJ Osborne did have 90 targets. So I'm not saying he's going to have 200, and 200 or 197 because it's not all going to go to KJ, but KJ is going to be in 100-plus targets this year. I can guarantee you that he will have a hundred plus targets as a receiver. I, um, yeah, I think he will. Cause I think TJ Hawkinson was lower, but that's cause he came late in the season and he had like 80 something and he came late. So I think TJ is going to be in the hundred. I think Justin's going to be in the hundred. I think KJ Osmond going to be in the hundred target club. I don't know if there's ever been a team that targeted three guys a hundred times, but I'm going to look that up as well. Uh, and I'm taking that into week one of the pregame show maybe, but I think he's going to be a hundred target guy with that said week one opener 2020. Adam Thielen, six catches, 110 yards, two touchdowns. 2021, opener, Adam Thielen, <laughs> nine catches, almost 100 yards, two touchdowns again. 2022, it did shift. It was Justin Jefferson, nine catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns. So one, two touchdowns is the kind of the number that went to his targeted guy, uh, over 100 yards, and then, of course, the most targets. It was Adam Thielen twice and then Justin Jefferson. I don't think the, the Buccaneers are going to walk into U.S. Bank Stadium and just say, hey, throw the ball to Justin Jefferson. Here you go. Just just have at it. Kill us with Justin yeah. Jefferson, and then everybody else figured it out. I think they're going to try to take him away. That leaves K.J. Osborne, Jordan Addison, and T.J. Hawkinson. K.J. Osborne's wide receiver, two right now. There's no signs pointing to Jordan Addison walking out in that field with the ones, with the one and two receivers. So it's going to be K.J. Osborne. 
So that's why I feel like KJ Osborne is the lottery pick. I feel like he's a guy that's on the precipice of a big game in the first game because it's going to be somebody. And now it could be Justin Jefferson because I know there's a new gritty coming out and he wants to show everybody the jet jet is gritty. Um, I don't know what that is. I thought we were already seeing it, but I guess there's even more to this thing uh, that look gritty created a gritty just, just for Justin Jefferson. I don't know what else you can do. There's only, <laughs> and then you add stuff to it. I don't know where they're going with that, Sam, but he did the fake injury gritty <laughs> last year. Remember that? The he did do the fake the, injury. Pulled, so I guess he had hammy. I guess, you could, I guess you can add to it. Yeah, I know, right? Like, don't don't fake an injury. But yeah, I guess you can add to it, do whatever. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be a jet. I don't know. But, Sam, I know you had some predictions for me to make. Uh, and, th- and that leads us into this because mm-hmm. that fits into exactly where you're going with these predictions. Take it away. All right. I think I want you to make a, a couple sets of predictions. So why don't mm-hmm. you make a Sunday prediction okay. for the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. But I'd also be curious to hear your season-long prediction for the quarterback. So why don't you go um, yards, touchdowns, and what was the other one I was going to do? Yards, touchdowns, and INTs. Mm. So yards, touchdowns, INTs for Kirk Cousins for game one. Kirk Cousins, yeah, game one, but but maybe you could also do the whole season because I think that'd be a good one too. Let's let's get it on record. Oh, what does Ron goodness. Johnson think Kirk Cousins is going to? do? I don't this? know before the season starts. That's the tough thing about Kirk Cousins. That's that's, just the, don't that's know. the beauty of it. I know. That's the beauty of so it. I'm gonna go with this. So for the first game, I think for yards, this is the Buccaneers defense. I think they're pretty good, but I think he's going to be close to 300 yards passing. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to come out with the air raid offense. I don't feel like he's going to run the ball 50 times. I think this is going to be a pass happy team. So I'm going to go over 300 yards for Kirk Cousins in Week One. Um, touchdowns, I'm going to say at least three. I th- I feel like in oh. the red zone, I feel like somebody's going to have a, a big breakaway one, but I'm going to say at least three touchdowns, two for sure, but maybe three. I feel like there could be a throwback, whatever. I don't feel like Kirk Cousins is a sneak guy. I don't think they're going to hand it to Ty Chandler or Alexander Madison, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. This is just my feeling. I feel like, you know, when you, you put all this into, into this team and this offense of Kevin O'Connell, I'm going to go there with that. Interceptions for week one, I'm going to go zero. I don't really feel like, I mean, I know Antoine Winfield. I picked him as my scariest player uh, on the Bucks team. I feel like Mike Evans could be there too, but Mike Evans, we may or may not play now. They're saying this is last season. Uh, mm-hmm. He might want to get traded. So who knows what's going to happen Sunday with Mike Evans because now all the news outlets are, are heading in a negative direction about Mike Evans. So I'm going to go with Antoine Winfield, which could be a pick. I know he's going to try extra hard because he's coming back home, play for the Gophers. Now he's back in U.S. Bank Stadium, uh, so on and so forth. Grew up in Eden Prairie when his dad played for the Vikings. Uh, the stadium his dad played in, so I know his dad's probably going to be at this game for sure. Uh, it's going to be kind of one of those those weekends for Antoine Winfield, but I think Kirk Cousins, a goose egg in the interception category. Now, for the season, for the season, when I'm looking at like quarterback stats from last year, NFL QB stats, and so when I'm going through this perusing the statistician, the stat machine, I, I'm I'm thrown off a little bit by some of these numbers because Patrick Mahomes, I can't put Kirk Cousins up there. So I'm not going to go like interceptions wise. Pat Mahomes was 40, 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Kirk Cousins last year was 29 and 14. I don't think he's going to have 14 this year. I don't. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to clean some of that up. I think he's going to try to help him even more. I think Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 35 touchdowns this season. I want to say 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. I think he's going to be a 35 and 10 guy, maybe a 35 and nine single digit. Uh, but I think 35 and 10 is a safe number to say for Kirk Cousins on TD interceptions. Yards, Kirk Cousins threw for 4,500 yards last season. Patrick Mahomes threw for 52. Justin Her- uh, Herbert, 47. 
And uh, Thomas Brady, 47 as well, 46.94. Kirk Cousins, I think he can get 4,800 yards. Wow. I think he can get 4,800 yards. I think he can throw for 4,800 yards. Again, because I just don't feel like this is a team that feels like they need to run the ball 30 times a game. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to, like, first down, not to say he's going to be predictable because you don't know what play he's going to call, but I don't feel like this is going to be a guy that's going to run the ball on first down. I, I feel like his first three plays this this game against the Bucks, his first three plays are going to be passes. Like, he's going to come out the gate showing the world, this is my offense. I got Jordan Addison now. I got TJ Hawkins inside. Like, you don't sign a tight end for that much money. You don't have the highest paid receiver in the country or in the world, sorry, and then you go out here and run the ball. You just don't. You don't draft a receiver in the first round and you run the ball. Like, if I had a crystal ball, I would break it because I'd be like, look, the, the the tea leaves are telling me everything I need to know about this team. So that's where I, that's where I go. I don't know. What are your thoughts on mm-hmm. those? When you give me stats like this, 35 and 10 and 4,800 yards, you know what I'm thinking, Ron? MVP. 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 Because that would be probably a top three quarterback in yardage. He'd have one of the highest touchdown totals. Only 10 picks. If the wins come along with that, if they get a dozen wins because of those numbers, that mm-hmm. could be an MVP candidacy right there. So it's a very optimistic way to look at it, but I, I also don't hate it because I think he is going to be pretty good this year. So yeah, uh, I'm going to type these up and send them to you, Ron, so we have it on record that you said this before the season. Now, oh, I, please, I, please, <laughs> yeah, please. please I also ahead. want your Justin <laughs> Jefferson prediction. You can give it for Sunday and then your Justin Jefferson prediction for the season. Season, I'm going to say 1,800 yards again. I think 1,800 yards is his floor right now. But I'm going to say 1,800 yards. Um, touchdowns, I'm not sure. Because, again, this is now you add Jordan Addison to the mix. Uh, you, you add another weapon that can stretch the field. You had a TJ Hawkinson maybe in the red zone um, as well. I'm, I'm a little – and then you had a Josh Oliver in the red zone. We know they still want to do tight, two tight ends in the red zone. Um, so I, I think that might take a little bit from it, but I'm, I'm going to say at least 10 touchdowns, uh, 1800 yards. Oh, the catches for me, that's the one that's throwing me off a lot. Um, hmm. Cause it's been some interesting numbers. I mean, where, where do you go from here? You had 128 catches last year, 1800 yards, eight touchdowns. So I think he's going to get 10 touchdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he can do 1800 yards again. I mean, they're like, where do you go? Like 128? Do you go 150? You can't go 150 catches. Um, but I will say he's going to be in the slot more. He's going to be targeted a little bit more. So I'll say 132 catches. 132 catches, okay. 1,800 yards, 10 touchdowns for Justin Jefferson. I just yeah. felt, you know what? No, because teams are going to let him do that. I'm going to go one, one, I'm going to go one, I'm going to go 119. Let's go 119, 1,800, and 10 touchdowns. Like, I still think he's going to, he's going to have some big plays. He can make some big stuff happen. Maybe 120. I just don't see 132. I mean, even though he did 128, I don't know. Like, you you add another weapon in Jordan Addison. Um, hopefully, he can stay healthy. And you you, you add that money to TJ Hawkins. You bring in Josh Oliver. And then you have four tight ends. Nick Muse, Johnny Munt. Like, there's going to be a lot of stuff Kevin O'Connor has to do with all these pieces of his puzzles. Uh, but I do know the other tight ends can play special teams. So, that's the other part people are forgetting. Because I, I kind of forgot a little bit, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, Munt and Muse, uh, Muse can play, be on punt, punt, return. Um, so that, you know, kickoff return as well. So they'll be utilized on special teams. I'm guessing they were really high up on that list. Um, and then what's your last one? Last one. Let's do one on the defensive side. Who do you oh, think sorry will- for this game, for this game, I'm going to say he's yeah. going to have like seven catches, a hundred yards and a touchdown. Okay. Just, uh, just your normal hundred yards. Just Justin normal Jefferson Justin Jefferson game. day. Yeah. Yep. 
hey, 100 yards a game gets him up to 1,700. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have like a net flex spread the ball around kind of day. He's going to be mic'd up or something. Like he's excited. That, that's got to be the emphasis. What do they do when Justin Jefferson's getting shut down? How do they get the ball to other people? That's, that's the story of this offense, I think, yeah. this season. So on defense, Ron, give me the sack leader for the season and with how many sacks. Sack leader for the season would be Daniel Hunter. Uh, I'm going to say at least 15 sacks. Woo. At least 15 sacks. Um, I think Brian Flores' defense, the way they move, the, what he's going to kind of do with this 3-4 versus what Ed Donatel did, I think we're going to see a different Daniel Hunter. Um, and then also I'm going to say for the game, it's going to be Daniel Hunter with one and a half sacks. Um, I think the statistician, he's going to give him the, the the hand on the back of the quarterback along with somebody else. He'll give Daniel the half. So one and a half sacks to Daniel. Yeah. So we're going to see a couple of these. And then oh, kick, yeah. Kick down the door. I wonder if everybody's going to do it. Like, because, you know, this team is kind of new. Marcus Davenport, you know, like Zadarius was loud about the sack daddy dance or the 2.0 sack Mimi at the quarterback dance. Marcus Davenport has been quiet. So I wonder what they have planned for their – is it just, hey, I'm going to just do what you do, bro, or do I have my own? Um, so I'm interested to see. because he, he didn't get to do it much last year. No, and we didn't see much of Marcus Davenport, though. So that's the thing. Yeah. Like he, we, he, since he's entered the league, he hasn't stayed healthy. So right now, all signs point to healthy. All signs point to this could be a big year for him as well. Uh, him moving around the defense. I'm going to be keeping an eye too on the number of places he lines up. We'll talk about that. Yeah. On one of the shows next week, the football party or one of that. Like that's going to be my kind of like where did Marcus Davenport line up? Where in the world is Marcus San Diego? Like that's what I want to do. Like where is he lined up this time? Because that zero should be easy to find. Um. And maybe practice, he just put some – because P.J. Fleck told us on the P.J. Fleck show, he said every open practice, he did nothing that he did in the Nebraska game. He said every open practice, I did absolutely nothing in the game. He said because there's nothing stopping a Nebraska coach from driving from Lincoln to Minnesota because he saw in the media open practice schedule for tomorrow. So the coach, hey, jump on the road, go down there, man, put on some maroon, put on a maroon T-shirt, just go stand amongst the fans and, and let us know what you see with this team. There's nothing stopping a, a team from doing that. So he's like, look, all these open practices for the media, I did nothing. He said, I did absolutely nothing that I did in the Nebraska game. He said, and the players knew that. We went into the practice knowing that. <laughs> so for, for fans going to open practices, don't, don't be thinking you're getting intel. These coaches aren't stupid. They know y'all putting this stuff out there on social media and blah, blah, and people might come watch them. But it is what it is. Uh, but, but Sam <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you think before we jump into this uh, Eric Decker interview? What do you who do you think the sack leader is going to be? Like, do you have? A yeah, I, I think I don't know if this is a little hot takey, but I think Davenport. I think Davenport mm-hmm. is going to have an explosive year because he's just the law of averages says he's eventually going to connect on some of these pressures. He's always been good at pressures. He just doesn't get home. Mm-hmm. I think if they find a way to get him on the field for 800 snaps compared to the 400, 500, he was on the field in New Orleans then he could have a huge sack season. I'm going to say 12, career-high 12 sacks. Marcus Davenport leads the team. Ooh, okay, okay. I like the hot take. I like the hot take. Well, now it's time to jump into this Eric Decker part two of the interview. Also, we're going to release the full entirety of the interview on Thursday, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But the second part of the Eric Decker uh, interview is coming up next. We have a word from our sponsors. Before we get to Decker, let me tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook and the promotions they have going on right now. They're America's number one sportsbook for a reason. Great deals like this. New customers can bet $5. That's all it takes to get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed delivered to your account. You can put it on NFL futures, props, parlays, 
and other sports as well. You can also bet $5 and get $100 off the new NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube or YouTube TV, the new home of NFL Sunday ticket. Watch all the games out of market across the country. You can watch football all day long with NFL Sunday ticket. Get $100 off if you bet five at FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Great place to get started. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and start making every moment more at FanDuel, an official partner of the National Football League. Uh, Eric Decker, Gophers wide receiver, NFL wide receiver, uh, male model, uh, married to Jesse James Decker. When you talk about this, like you said, you wanted to be a dad. You're you're having your fourth kid, uh, which a lot of people do uh, six years after their last kid. And like you said, it was like, a, I didn't think this could happen. Uh, yeah. But you guys are headed to kid number four. Uh, when, and you're like I said, you're not in your 40s. So you guys are still young, like because that's the key. Like you're still young. You still have your knees. You can run around. Uh, but having kid number four, uh, one, are your kids excited? And then two, uh, I'm pretty sure Vivi, how old is she now? She'll be 10. Yeah. So she's the oldest, right? Yep. So she'll be able to like feed the baby, help out. You know, I know she's excited about it, but how are the rest of the kids excited about baby number four? Yeah. I think it's just initial shock for everyone. Like I thought she was playing a prank on me. <laughs> Truthfully, when she told me, I'm like, there's no chance now. And, uh, <laughs> You know, it once kind of chewed on it for a couple of days. What do you like, mean? What do you mean? There's no chance. There's always a chance if you have not, if you have not done the finale. It's so out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like checked out. Like, no, this is it. Like three, but you know, you don't get. Like I can say that I've had the surgery. I am yeah. done. Like yeah. if I if we have a baby, like I'm 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 calling I'm calling the lawyer because I'm like. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm either suing, I'm either taking you or I'm suing this doctor that said it was done. Like, so, but so what do you mean? So you were checked out. You're like, we're not having babies. And then what happened? Well, obviously it happened. And then <laughs> I think uh, after a few days, I'm saying the, the, the shock started to wear off. I was like, you know what? This is a blessing, 100%. And the kids were excited. You know, they've been asking for another sibling, another sister, really is what they wanted for forever. And we're like, no, we're three is a number. We're happy family. We, we got this down. And uh, again, like you said, Bibi's going to be a great help. Eric is our second. He'll be eight here real soon. He's going to be a huge help. Forrest is about to be six, and he's excited. So, like, everyone's excited, you know. But what changes is, all right, new vehicle now. Obviously, travel's going to be a little different. Find another bedroom to stick this child right in. And just kind of some life changes that – you know, obviously fortunate to be able to, to have that accommodated, but you know, just starting over, you know, mm -hmm. like we got rid of the baby stuff. We got rid yep. of the gates. We're going to back in. Um, and here we go. Diapers. Yeah. I saw the announcement. I thought it was a joke too. I thought she was going to do one of those, like, you know, she just hate too much or something, you know, cause like I see women do that all the time. Now they show up, they, they yeah. act like they're pregnant. They do one workout and they're like, Oh, that was just, you know, so I was like, this has got to be. And then I started looking at the comments because I even had to go to the comments and all the comments were saying congratulations. I'm like, all right, wait a minute. Am I going to see a joke in here? Because some people were saying, like, are you serious? Is this for real? You yeah. know, so like you never know uh, with social media these days. But speaking of social media, um, I don't know if it's your idea or your wife's idea. Your teammates have asked about this. Uh, we all are wondering. You keep ending up naked on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're a cute, sexy guy. You're in shape. 
but what, what I mean, are you just going viral? Like, is that the goal? Like, hey, we have something to promote, so let's go viral. Eric, you get naked because I know you did it for your birthday, and now you've done it for like her cookbook. Like, what, 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 what like, does she have to coax you into this, or is just like, I'm doing it? Sex sells, sex sells, <laughs> you know, whatever it takes. Help, help your significant other one out. Like, let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading the cookbook for a little morning coffee time naked. That's how I roll. Just a little transparency into what real life looks like. You know, I look like a, like my, I should probably get a haircut, but other than that. Like, like can your neighbors, do you guys have enough space, like trees where your neighbors can't see you? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's privacy. I'm, I'm the guy that walks out when sun goes down and the kids are down in bed. I'm, I'm naked, jumping in the pool. <laughs> walk around the yard like it, it's free in a sense that just to be as we were brought into this world right and, and, and be comfortable you know walking around like not having people judge you so i guess maybe i'm a nudist i don't know but <laughs> I, I enjoy my skin i'm about to say yeah you might need to talk to channing crowder i don't know if you've seen his uh stuff on up uh, the pivot him and his wife go to a nudist colony like what? have they really oh yeah yeah oh. him and his wife just just google channing crowder uh nudist Connolly or Miami like he him and Kevin Hart sat down and he made that comment on Kevin with Kevin Hart Kevin Hart was like wait what wait, hold <laughs> on. you can't skip he's like you can't just skip over this go back like what and Ryan Ryan Clark is just like all right I'm gonna let y'all talk about this like we've already heard this story and yeah he says he's like man I just I like to we wanted to try it so we went to nudist Connolly and just wanted to see what it was like and it's like you know he's like but I'm not for like the old people butt naked getting eggs he's like I don't want I don't want nothing wrong with my eggs and, and Kevin Hart literally was just like wait what <laughs> he's like y'all are lying to me he's like this is this is a setup so one day maybe after after baby number four is uh like four or five years old yeah. uh then you can do it i was just saying for grandparents now though now it's four because i know you guys you know the the grandparents help out uh what what are their thoughts now taking care of four and not three kids that can feed themselves and do everything for themselves yeah well i mean they're excited too they you know just has now 10 cousins and i got about the same amount on my side so okay it's definitely a, a full full house, and uh, I would just say, yeah, they're, they're excited. Like, obviously, it'll be nice. Hey, we need some help wash the big kids as you know, take care of yep. the infant, or vice versa. Once the infant gets old enough, so you know, as, as you know too, it just takes a village to, to raise kids, and uh, definitely lucky to have that support. And I know they're they're excited to to add another nugget to the to the crew. Yeah, and, and and this year, man, like it's been not just this year, but like, like I feel like the last couple of years has been tough since COVID hit. Yeah. Uh, a lot of players became isolated. A lot of players were kind of locked down by themselves. Uh, stories were coming out of players, you know, uh, being off by themselves and, you know, Marion Barber passing away. And then, I, I you know, we heard the Demarius Thomas. Uh, when, when you think about Demarius Thomas, and I know that was your boy because we've talked about it before. Like we've had, I've talked to you during uh, COVID with the Vikings. We had a little stay-at-home series the Vikings did. And you talked about that and, uh, you know, and then to fast forward to this, you know, you talk about how great of a teammate he was, how, like how, how hard was that? Or, you know, what do you want people to remember the most about Demarius Thomas? Yeah. I mean, the dude had the biggest heart, uh, of anyone I've known his upbringing, you know, his story, uh, you know, being fortunate to be brought into a family that, that took care of him and provided for him, uh, as his, you know, mother was and grandmother were in jail, his father, uh, not around and just the type of person he became is, is tremendous. And uh, the way he gave back to his communities, uh, the way he made other people feel was super mm-hmm. special. And I think that's, you know, always the biggest takeaway for me was like that smile is, is what I always say. It's like that smile 
transforms a room. And, um, you know, it's just a blessing to have him in my life and miss him every day. And, you know, what's hard too is his story towards the end is he had seizures and he got his driver's license basically taken away from him. So he couldn't drive, but he wouldn't yeah. tell anyone. And he was going to the doctor and trying to figure out what was going on. And like, talk about isolation. And I went through it myself as I transitioned, you know, it's like, you need people to reach out to and talk to, especially as men, and especially as men as football players, military, I think, or just as athletes in general, you think, oh, I'm tough. I just got to get through this. I just got to get through the next day. I get to the next mm-hmm. opportunity. And, and what we really need is like, all right, I'm struggling. Like, I need mm-hmm. some help. I need to talk about this. I need support here. And that was the biggest thing that I, I found for myself going through, you know, like it's been a three-year journey for me as well, kind of like find my bearings because so much of myself, my identity, uh, you know, was, was tied into football, was tied into the success and, you know, things that came with it. And the reality is, is that like, you know, just we need, a, we need a community of people. And I think that's where as football players, uh, retired football players, like finding that in your communities or finding that within, you know, uh, each other across the country is, is vitally important. And especially going through COVID, even more so. And I look at it now from an adolescent standpoint too. A lot of these kids, youth are struggling with the same mental health issues. And like, mm-hmm. we need to, to figure out how to, how to curve this. And, you know, I know social media has added a lot of stress to it. Um, and, and like, th- th- this is a big problem right now. Epidemic, I really feel like in our country, we got to, you know, as men, as leaders, uh, and as athletes who have been through it, I think we're at the forefront to help out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know I've been like same thing. I was there way before that, but you know, like 2007, 2008, I was there. Like I, I know the exact same feeling. You walk away from football, you feel like nobody wants you. You don't know what to do. Um, you're like, hey, you know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just chill. And you think it's easy, and then day by day by day, you realize I haven't left the house. Yeah. Like, I haven't done anything. I don't want to see people. I don't want to talk to people. And then, you know, it becomes comfortable. Like, I'm going to just stay in the house. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to eat. I'm going to do this. Um, you know, and, and you know, at that time, I was married. So that was probably tough on my wife, too. Like, man, he's not. And then I got blessed with Tony Dungy calling me. Hey, do you want to come coach? Sure. And the Big Ten Network offered me a job. And, you know, and I think I don't know if I could have pulled myself out of that. You know, I don't sure. know if what would have happened. Uh, but I do know I was thankful. And then, you know, now, what, 11, 12 years later, 13 years later, you know, we're, we're here doing this with NBC. Uh, you know, we do the Vikings pregame show, the Gophers pregame show, the PJ Flex show. So uh, it, it's another way to stay connected. Um, but I do know the more I, I get a chance to talk to players like yourself, uh, Nate Burleson, uh, Ryan Clark, you know, we all talk about the same thing. And it's, it's kind of a it's a weird fraternity that it takes somebody to reach out because everybody's like, oh, this person's busy or, oh, this person got, got, you know, and then you realize, you know, one or two text messages, you're like, man, like, yeah, that was cool. I'm glad I talked to him, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I'm going to personally do. You know, I told a lot of younger gophers that too, to make sure I reach out to guys, uh, whether they're getting released, whether they're getting cut, whatever. Cause I've at 43, I've been there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think I'm an older, an elder statesman now where I can kind of, tell guys like I know exactly what you're going through I know exactly what you've been through I've had my you know my dad passed away my mom had brain cancer my wife has went through breast cancer uh so I've seen a lot I've seen yeah. a lot but I'm uh thankful for your friendship Eric I'm, I'm thankful for uh everything I mean I still remember talking to you and Ernie and you know I remember you saying that like oh yeah man I'm I'm, I'm gonna get that record at some point uh-huh. and uh so- <laughs> And and slowly that year, you know, every every week I was getting text messages. And I tell you this too, man. I tell Ernie this. I told uh, Rashad Bateman this. I told Tyler. Like I, I interviewed Tyler Johnson. I told him this. I am very thankful for you guys. And this is why, man. Like if I 
were to sit on top forever and just 31 touchdowns, you know, 3,000 yards, blah, 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 200 catches. Like, nobody's going to talk about me. You know, nobody's going to talk about go for football. But every day you started to come, I Big Ten Network was calling me. ESPN was calling me. Hey, like, Eric Decker's passing you, man. What do you think? And it's great. You know, then Rashad Bateman did it. Then Tyler Johnson did it. You know, it was it was fun. And so I think one of my best pictures till to this day is you and I, Tyler, Rashad, and, and Chris Altman Bell after the Penn State win. Um, that's still one of my top moments just to see all four of us in the same room. Five, Chris Altman Bell is going to, you know, he might finish as one of the top, but he's played for seven years. So I don't know if we can count that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, you know, that that's one of the best moments just because you don't see that a lot. And now I'm starting to see it because of like you saw Cam Newton with Bo Jackson. Uh, you're, you're starting to see guys do that, like get to these games, talk to the older generation players. Uh, so so that was something, uh, you know, PJ and I have talked about that. That's something uh, that nobody can take from us, man. You know, like no matter what people say, no matter what they want to go do and talk about. Uh, and I know at some point you're going to be in the Gopher Hall of Fame. So I'll be there for that. Um, you know, hopefully I'll be there for that. Uh, hopefully I can make it to it. But, yeah, I know you're going in the Hall of Fame. I know I just went in. So you're, you got to be right behind me. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's Eric Decker. I want to thank you. I did see the Jets hat. Like, are the Jets your love, or is it just that's the hat that was laying around and you want to cover your hair? I'm just I'm drinking the Kool Aid, Ron, this year. Oh, man. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, the Kool Aid. Hey, Ross in town. I was just up there a few weeks ago with my son, and I was like, "All right, I love the energy is is hot." You know, New York has a special place in my heart because I really enjoyed my time up there. Um, Denver was always probably the most successful part of my career, but mm-hmm. you know, New York. We had a good season and, and a couple of good years uh, up there, but like just the, the people, the front office, you know, uh, the fan base, you know how New York, New Jersey, yeah. oh, yeah. this wild. So I do want to say that I, I do love you too. Like you paved the way, and you were always kind of that like pinnacle to to try to strive for. And what I think now, as I mature uh, as a, as an individual, as a man, is that like you are a resource. Like you're you're available, and I think that's so important too. And, and what I love about you is that like you want to help others be successful, whether it's at football, whether it's in life, uh, career, try, try to figure out the next step is. And I think honestly, as a parent now, like guys like you is who I want my kids to be around. So I really appreciate everything you've done for me in my career, but also just who you are as a person. Yeah, man. Anytime, whenever you and Jesse come to town, if you guys want to go out and the grandparents, you know, want to go, Hey, our, my daughter, my 12 year, well, she'll be 13. She loves to babysit. She just babysat uh, Gabe Henderson, who works for the Vikings, his four-month-old, by herself. We all went out to dinner. She kept a four-month-old, put her to bed, fed her a bottle. Uh, So she's certified, though. She does have her certification for babysitting. She did it through Grace Church uh, here in Minnesota, Neen Prairie. So she's fully certified. But, yeah, man, anytime. Like, we would love to – like, my kids love kids. Like, they love to – What's the price range on (laughs) this? She's she's cheap. She's like eight bucks. She's like eight bucks an hour. So yeah. she's she's very cheap. She actually like when she babysit Gabe, we told her don't even get take the money. We're like, no, this is like we'll, we're doing you guys a favor as new parents. Gabe Henderson's now the uh, the 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 uh, what is he? I think is he's the executive director of uh, Vikings Entertainment Network uh, content, and so he's a good friend of ours now. The last three years since he's been here, and uh, yeah, they just had a baby four month old. So we were all like, man, I I remember that time. I'm like, we got to get out to dinner. Like you got to get out the house, drop yeah. the baby off. We'll all go out to dinner. Uh, cause I, like, you don't want to be that disgruntled parent that never gets to do anything because you have a baby and you know, you know how it is. Like relationships can get strained because the kid, kids are annoying. Yeah. They will ruin your relationship. 
Yeah. Because they are just, they just, they don't know it. They don't do it on purpose. They just want time. They want to play. Like you're trying to, I know you and Jess do this. Like you're trying to have a conversation with your wife. You're into a really good conversation. And then here come the kids. Like, and they, yeah. they just yeah. want to yeah. talk. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, so we've learned now to close, like we, when we close our door, do not bother us. Let us talk. We're trying to unload for the day, have a conversation. It's made us closer. Like it, it's helped us through right. like tough times, arguments. Like we don't argue as much anymore. Uh, cause we realize like sometimes we argue, it's just cause we haven't seen each other. Like, yeah. you know, I, I got five jobs. She's the Dean of students at a high school. She's a track coach. So it's like, man, I look up and I'm like, I haven't seen you in like a day. <laughs> and then, you know, and then you're like kind of frustrated and then you're like, well, you know, like what, what the heck's going on? And you're like, Hey, well, one, we need to be a little bit more intimate. That's probably part of it Two, We haven't talked. And so yeah. we'll just, you know, sit outside on the deck or have a drink or, you know, just sit in a room, like lock the door, sit in a room. Like we've even done now, which we love because we just moved. Uh, we have a, a bigger walk-in closet now. So we actually can just sit in the closet. Like awesome. we'll, we'll lock our door and then go to the closet because the kids are so dumb. They are not dumb. Sorry. Well, they are. They walk or lazy. Sorry. The word is lazy. They'll walk in our room and not see us. And then like go look for us somewhere else. Yeah. Cause they're like, there's no way they're in the closet. And it's like, yeah, we're in the closet. We just like, she was in there, I don't know, changing clothes maybe. And I just came in and we just, we just end up sitting in the closet for like 30 minutes talking. And so I will say that, you know, to all young couples, especially you guys with the new baby. Yeah. If you come to time for Gover's game, Hey, let us know. We'll, we'll definitely, we love the babies. We love the kids. Uh, so I'm thank, thankful for you to uh, even say that. Cause uh, yeah, you just never know, man. And I tell people like more conversations, more talk, more text. Uh, yeah. But last one, you, I had to say it. You, you brought it up. I wasn't going to bring it up. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Uh, you were around. I saw Braylon Edwards went out there. Mark Sanchez. Like everybody's back to be it. Bart Scott. Like everybody's going back out to the Jets now. Now you guys have Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings as well. Do you feel like this is the year one for the Jets media to take over the Giants media? Because the Giants kind of own New York. But now is this going to be a Jets year? And then two, which has happened before, once or twice. Brett Favre did it, and then uh, the playoff year. I think. I don't, were you on that team with Bart Scott with the can't wait? Uh, that was the year before. It was like 2010. Okay, so the can't wait year. I know they kind of the media loved them too. Um, but do you think this is actual a chance to go to a Super Bowl with the team they put together? Well, I'll say this. I mean, the season's got to play out, and I think it really comes down to who can stay the healthiest, obviously. And they got a tough schedule, but like. What I'm afraid of is every week's going to be a Super Bowl. The media, yeah. the media is going to say, oh, they win. They're the Super Bowl champs. They're favorite. They lose. Oh, they're just the bust. You know, it's a long season. So I really think that they have – I mean, their defense speaks for itself, and that's really what's going to get you through a lot of this season and, and into the playoffs. And so you got a guy like Aaron who, you know, again, can kind of manipulate this protection. He's got some really talented guys. Garrett Wilson is like one of – like my favorite guys to watch. He's so mm -hmm. quick, so fast, but just a really good dude. And uh, now you have yeah, Cook and you got the running backs uh, that they have had already in the room. Like, they, they got talent. And so, you know, I, this this is their best shot for sure over the course of, you know, I guess really the last 10 years. 2015, we should have made it. I mean, we, we kind of laid an egg the last game, but we, we had a, a good squad as well. So, yeah, like I told you earlier, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> this is the year. Like, I would love to see them – run the table and go to the Super Bowl because I'm all in. 
Well, yeah, we were supposed to make this quick, but I, you know, Eric Decker is just so good, so much content, so much stuff to talk about. Uh, had to keep going, man. I could, I could ask you questions for hours. Like this could be a its own yeah. special, uh, because there's so much in there. Like with the Jets and Sauce Gardner. Like I'm, you know, Sauce Gardner went to my high school in Detroit. I remember my dad passed away. That's the way this thing works. Like my dad passed away in 2018. I went back to my high school to speak to my high school, just about focus and the tough times I was going through. Because literally after my dad passed away, I buried him came home a month later my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer so i never grieved still to yeah. this day like i know one day it's going to hit me and i'm just going to be a, a absolute mess uh but i've never truly grieved uh my dad because we went right into like what do we got to do she's 37 like, like what do we do and it's chemo and it's this and it's and i still had to worry about you know gopher shows and viking shows and i had to push through like i couldn't just quit and uh i, I remember talking to the gopher the, the my high school team the martin luther king crusaders and then later, somebody reached out to me when Sauce Gardner was coming to Minnesota to play. They said, hey, man, you know, he was on that team. Uh, he actually was the guy sitting in front of you. So I had, like, somebody sent me the picture, and I'm like, oh, Sauce Gardner. Was, so I text him, like, yo, like, hey, man, I don't know if you remember, you know, I came and spoke to you, me and Larry Foote and blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, just catch up with me before the game. And so get on the field, talk. So, you know, it's one of those things where you never really know when you talk how you can impact you know, the future. And so for you to say that, you know, like Sauce Gardner is one of those kids where I remember talking and who knows where he would have ended up, you know, who knows if, you know, he would have kept doing the right things. But I told those guys like one mistake and you know, this you've been around teammates have done some dumb stuff. One mistake can change your entire life and you might recover, but you'll never recover the way you should have or could have if you hadn't made that mistake. And so that's why I'm glad Sauce Gardner stayed out of trouble, went to Cincinnati. Now, you know, one of the number one cornerbacks in the NFL, um, so when you talk about that team of Garrett Wilson and watching him and Sauce Gardner, it's like, man, this team could be really good. Yeah. This team could yep, be really yep. good. And yep. I'm glad the Vikings don't have to deal with them until maybe the Super Bowl. You know, like yep. that's that's one of the positive things. I can actually cheer for Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan. I've always liked him. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely appreciate his game. So now it's fun to see that. Uh, but I'm Ron Johnson. That's Eric Decker. This is Ron Johnson. Joe Hanger, Ron Johnson segment. Coming up next, we got the Daily Three. I don't know how. It's going to be really short today because Eric Decker, we just took a lot of time with him, but we had to because there's so much to cover. And for those that want to see Eric Decker naked, just go to his Instagram because <laughs> it's going to be something there. But, man, congratulations on the baby. Good luck, and uh, we'll catch up for sure this season. Thanks, Ron. Well, Sam, you know, I always love catching up with Eric Decker. I'm going to make sure I get him back at some point in the Gopher season, especially if they're undefeated. We got to talk Gopher football more when they're undefeated. Uh, but I want everybody to know SiriusXM is a proud partner with Locked On Sports. Uh, make sure you tune into the Twins. Play, they're playing the Guardians this afternoon at 12, 10 p.m. Catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on the SXM app. Just search Twins. Make sure you download it on whatever platform you're using. Just search XSM or SiriusXM free for most subscribers. Well, it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions. Take about 30 seconds each day. We went long on the open, but we had to talk about Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins coming into this first mm -hmm. game. I'm super excited for some Sunday football, but take it away, Sam. Chiefs-Lions tomorrow, and the plot thickens a little bit with the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey left practice with a hyperextended knee. The star defensive lineman, Chris Jones, is holding out. Do you still like the Chiefs to win on Thursday against Detroit, or can the Lions pull an upset, Ron? I think the Lions can pull an upset, especially if Travis Kelsey is either playing and not 100%. We already know we already know Dan Campbell likes kneecaps. Um, so Travis Kelsey, you know, maybe doesn't want to play against them because he's like, look, my knee already hurts and they're going after kneecaps, but uh, terrible joke. But when you when you think about Chris Jones and what his stuff with his with his contract, I don't feel like they're gonna, 
get it done. I mean, they only have, what, one more day? So the chance of them getting it done and him being ready to play is probably not going to happen. So lack of a pass rusher, possibly lack of his number one target. They've never been considered, you know, a top receiving group. I don't know. I think the Lions are prime. Like, it, it, I feel like every week something's going to happen where the Lions are going to end up like having an extra help for them to win. This might be the Angels in the outfield season for the Lions. Like, it just could be that. I don't know. But uh, what do you think? I I don't know. I just think that Mahomes can get he, them past any obstacles. I yeah. think that Noah, if Noah Gray is their starting tight end, I think that Mahomes will find a way to give him the ball. I just I believe <laughs> in the Chiefs to to win this game and. Stop the hype train just for a week. Just for a week. Stop the hype train. All, All right. right. Number two, uh, the Gophers threw it a surprising 44 times against Nebraska last, last Thursday. Mm-hmm. They've got Eastern Michigan coming up. Do you expect the Gophers run past balance to flip back in the other direction in week two? Uh, this is what I say about P.J. Fleck. He said he's going to do what is required. <laughs> so they threw the ball not needing to come back. Like a lot of people say, oh, they threw the ball so much because they were losing. No, they threw the ball because that's what they're good at. Ethan Calig-Manis has a strong arm. We've seen that. If you know against big-time games and teams you're going to need to throw, don't run the ball against it. You know eventually you'll be able to run the ball. Like You'll find ways to get comfortable running the ball. This is the time to let Ethan Calig-Manis throw for 300 yards. So I, I think they're going to still stay balanced. They're going to want to try to establish the run because, honestly, if you can get the run going, it's a pretty simple game and the, the, you bleed the clock out, uh, less likely of a turnover. Uh, but I think Ethan Kelly Manns is the answer for this team, so I think they're going to throw the ball. I don't know about 44 times, uh, but I think mm-hmm. 40. Like, I, I think over 40. Like, I, I don't maybe 44 again. I don't know. I just know P.J. Fleck is going to do what is required is what he says. So. Yeah, I guess it depends, too, on, on how much of a fight they get from Eastern Michigan. Because if they're leading big in the second half, that's obviously going to become a run-centric game plan. Uh, but if it's tight, might go back to the air with Ethan Calligannis. Eastern I mean, Michigan has a better road record against Big Ten teams and wins than some Big Ten teams have, which I'm guessing is maybe Rutgers. I don't know. I haven't looked into that, but I know somebody bought that up, that Eastern Michigan has won more games on the road against Big Ten teams than some Big Ten teams have like the past year or two or something. I think it's Rutgers. I'm guessing. That's the only win I can think of. Maybe Nebraska. I don't know. I don't know how bad they were on the road either. Probably pretty bad. (laughs) Um, NFL question to close, Ron. Which last place team from last season – do you expect to improve the most in terms of win total this year? The Jets, who were seven and ten, mm-hmm. the Broncos, who were five and twelve, or the Bears, who were three and fourteen? Well, if I had to put a number and say three wins improving for all of them, Jets to get to ten mm-hmm. is going to be harder. Broncos to get to eight is going to be harder. Bears to get to six is going to be the easiest of the three. So I'm going to say Bears. I think three okay. wins improvement happens for most of these teams. Uh, I don't know about the Broncos, though, like this new information from Sean Payton about Russell Wilson. Either he's a super genius and he's going to get Russell Wilson to change or he's going to screw it up and be like, look, I didn't really want to be here anyway. Like, I, or I don't want him to be here. So maybe I can get him to go to Las Vegas. Who knows? Who knows what the plan is? Um, you know, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be fully healthy and they're going to they're make another trade. I want Jimmy G in Denver. Uh, Sean Payton with Jimmy G might be legit. It might be a straight up trade here. You take Russell Wilson. I'll take Jimmy G. We both can start over again. Um, but no, I, I think the Bears have the best chance to win six ga- six to seven games. And so that's going to be the biggest improvement. I think the Jets. I'm going to go Jets mm. to win like 11 or 12 with oh. that defense and the quarterback. 
Okay. Yeah, Dalvin Cook. I think the Jets. I, I don't, I'm not sold on the Broncos at all. Although that was 12 great. and 5 for the Jets. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that the story on Peyton yesterday from Seth Wickersham at ESPN, very, yeah. very good. Was that was that including the Russell Wilson kissing yeah, that, babies? Yeah, that's where the quote came from, okay. was this big feature on Peyton. And Peyton just sounds like the most vindictive, like <laughs> kind of uh grudge holding guy you've ever Oh, he's ever gonna scold chant, he's gonna do it all. Like he's ready for everything coming his way this year. I think yeah. he's gonna be super petty. But I'm Ron Johnson, that's Sam Extra. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you guys check out the full Eric Decker interview tomorrow. We will release the entire thing, the entire interview in its entirety. Uh, it was a great time to sit down with Eric Decker, but I'm Ron Johnson, that's Sam Ekstrom. Look forward. Looking forward to some post-game stuff with the Vikings this next week. Uh, we finally have real football. So it feels like football season is officially back, but probably not until Monday or Sunday around 12.07. I think that's when we'll feel it, Sam, when the kickoff has happened and we're sitting in our seats eating popcorn and we're getting to some Vikings versus the Buccaneers. But I'm Ron Johnson. Again, that's Sam Extra. I want to thank you guys. And remember, you can check out the football party four days a week. Just follow Locked On Sports Minnesota on Amazon Fire, Roku, and on YouTube. You'll get all the content, all of our shows. Thank you and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.